and come all to the Big Zim Day Show. We got a special show for you today. I know um, you've been waiting, haven't you? Huh? Here it is. Without a, any further ado, Zim Day Show. We got a special guest with us today, my boy Big Germ. Let's get it. All right, man. I'm here with my man Big Germ. I've been telling y'all about him. This is a guy that I really, really respect his opinion in this football thing that we're talking about every week on here. Um, I'm going to be bringing him in here on a weekly basis just to give me his outlook on different things. And all the time, we tend to disagree on some things, but uh, I think it, it makes for a good, healthy you know, relationship when we're talking about the, the Bengals because me and him both love the Bengals. So... With that said, I want to introduce you guys to my guy, Big uh, Big Germ. He's out in Cali right now. Germ, talk to the people. Tell them a little bit about where you're from and what you're doing and what are your connections with football and how are you going to give us the goods. All right, so I come from a football family, uh, probably like probably like right now the third generation of uh, I wouldn't say grace, but, you know, pretty deeply rooted in football. My uh, uncle was a tight end for UCLA, played with Lance McAllister, you know, was first team all pro, you know. So I as well, you know, coming out of high school, all pro, you know, then went to uh, then went to Mount San Antonio College. Uh, a lot of people out there should know uh, where grace like Bruce Irvin played and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, very deeply, deeply rooted in football, you know, I can give a great look into the locker room, you know what I'm saying, and kind of give, like, what a young man's mind is like because I've been there and, you know, to a certain degree, I'm still young, so I still understand what they're going through. Bet, bet. Sounds good to me, man. Um, So throughout the year, like, I know, like, even last year, we had talked about some different things we wanted to point out to me from the Steelers line and, and the Bengals line or whatever. Let me ask you right now, what do you feel like is the biggest hole that we got to get ourselves out of for, for the Bengals this upcoming year? Uh, is there anything that you think that should be addressed directly at the 21 pick? Or is there anything that you think, like, stands out like a sore thumb when you're watching games and, and, and when you're pissed like me at home? The first thing that will pop off watching any Bengals game, and I don't know if it can be addressed with just one pick, but you see that there's just no aggression. Like, there's no, I guess you could say, kick-ass. Like, there's nobody out there. It doesn't look like anybody's out there. Like, your own line, they don't look like they want to block. They don't look like they're out there actually trying to, you know, beat the hell out of the guy in front of them. Uh, even at the wide receiver position, you don't see people fighting at the top of their routes, you know. And then you can be, I know you don't like Andy Dalton. I mean, well, let's talk about him. He ain't an aggressive <laughs> guy at all. You know, he's pretty cookie cutter, nice, you know. You know, whatever you want to call him, you know, I ain't going to get too into him or whatever and stuff like that. But from top to bottom, I mean, even Marvin Lewis and stuff like that, you don't see enough aggression. You don't see enough passion out of this team. And so really it's a culture change that needs to take place. And I like that, that we got a guy like uh, Frank the Tank Pollock and whatnot. You see what he did with the Cowboys offensive line. I mean, it was pretty damn good. And you, you Just listening to him speak, you hear an aggressive freaking tone that says, all right, this guy actually wants to, you know, beat the hell out of the team and then maybe win. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, bro, like, um, 
Let me ask you this. If you had the 21st pick in the draft with that said, and you and you want some aggression, you want some physicality, it seems, what do you, you know, because uh, this is one thing I don't think you guys at home are, are, are that are listening to this right now. Big Germ is a big guy. So what what are you looking for? Like, l- let me say specifically at the 21st pick and the 46th pick, is there anybody that you see that you think that they should go and get? Um, or is there anything um, that you think has to be a priority at those two spots? Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez. And I don't know if he's a 21st pick guy. I don't know if he falls all the way to our second round pick. But he, he you look at his his film, like if you can go back and look at the senior bowl or you can look at, you know, just his uh, film at UTEP. He looks like he hates just anybody who comes against him. He looks like he truly just he, – he wants to hurt you really, really badly. And that's the type of person we need on our offensive line. And, and it's the complete dichotomy from Cedric O'Blahey, who just looks like he's trying to play patty cake out there. He wants to hug the guy. He doesn't want to hurt nobody. So <laughs> I'd say a guy like Will Hernandez would be a great pick. Okay. I agree. I agree, man. I, I, I think Will Hernandez is the pick, too. Um, I'm going to be going throughout this week. I'm going to be talking about some guys that I want to see, <clears throat> I guess, at the 21st pick. And and one thing I was talking to you earlier about is, what would you feel about if Lamar Jackson, uh, not, not even just saying if you're a Lamar Jackson guy, because I don't want to get into that conversation. Do you think there's value in drafting someone like a Lamar Jackson at that spot, at the 21 pick? Or even if they had to trade back a little bit, it still got Lamar. Like, would you have a problem with that at the at the twenty one pick? Oh, absolutely not. Lamar Jackson is is a baller. I would I would love to have him on our team. How do you think that would affect Andy Dalton? <laughs> Since you said I you said I don't like Andy Dalton, but you know I love Andy Dalton. So <laughs> I think it's either look it's either going to push Andy to actually start really becoming a better playmaker or else he's just going to get pushed out of that damn spot and he's either going to become a backup or more likely he's just going to be released either way i like that pick because i don't think that there are many people in the first round that really that i don't want to reach on anybody in that with that 21st pick and i don't know who would be better than you know lamar jackson you know because you're ensuring your future like you know right there with that pick I, man, I totally agree. I was telling a guy yesterday, I said, man, like, do you know that when it's time for Dalton to get his, his next contract, he's going to have leverage if you don't have a viable option. So to me, Lamar Jackson represents that, whether he's the guy right now or not. And then at the end of the day, it, it to me, it's all about competition. I put some real significant competition, some real talent breathing down Andy's neck. Maybe I get what I want from him. I, I do think Andy Dalton's a good quarterback, but I think in playoff time is, is the time when it's going to matter the most. Currently, right now, the aggression and the physicality and all the things that you're saying, I think those things are a priority with this team. And we gotta get, we gotta do that first. But beyond that, you gonna have, you gotta have some ballers to make those plays in this playoff game. And and those are one of the things that I'm concerned about. Cause in my mind, I'm thinking playoffs. You think playoffs? Absolutely, absolutely. And do you think that? Do you think this team, if we fix the line, is capable of making the playoffs? Oh, definitely. I mean, think about it. We just endured an awful season, and we still went seven and nine. We just endured a terrible season. We still went seven and nine. Like, if we put the right pieces in place, we get our O line correct. You know, we put some playmakers around Andy Dalton. Maybe you know another great wide receiver. You know, hopefully a good slot receiver. 
they shore up the linebacker spot and then the safety spot on defense. I know that's saying a lot when you like, you know, actually <laughs> list that all out, but it's we're not too far away from being a playoff team again. Uh, and it only takes, you know, you know, two, three players, and I and we can do that. Yeah, man, I'm with you, man. I I, I really feel like I, I, one of the things I think drew a lot of people to you know my page and me drawing. Uh, what drew me to your page is the honesty. And I would be lying if I thought that we were a playoff team right now. But after this draft and, and a couple of moves that we already made with the Cordy Glenn move and different things like that, I really do feel like we are a playoff team. So that's why my mindset is more like shifted to, okay, what does it take to win that playoff game? And that And that brings me to my next point. I want elite players. And I will do anything for elite players. I made the comment to a guy earlier today, I hate Donald Trump. But if Donald Trump figures out a way to run a football and he puts on black and orange, I, would, I wouldn't I would give a damn if he committed, you know, I mean, as long as he wasn't committing crimes. If I hate that guy and he's balling on the field, I want him. And that brings me to the point where I wanted to talk about what OBJ with you, Odell Beckham Jr. If... I'm not saying that it would it would even be in play, but let's say that it was in play. Odell Beckham Jr. could be had because the Giants are actively shopping him. The price tag now they're saying is two first round draft picks. I don't think I would go quite that well. Um, I mean, quite that high with it. But I would give up my 21st uh, pick in the draft. I will also give up Tyler Boyd if I had to, and a second round pick for next year um, if I had to as well. You seem to tell to think that that wouldn't be a good idea to put OBJ in this locker room, and I want to know why you think the 32nd ranked offense in the NFL would not need the second best wide receiver in the NFL on the team right now. Okay, so first off, he's not the second best wide receiver in the NFL. Let's just start with that. <laughs> AB's ahead of him, Julio's ahead of him, AJ's ahead of him. I put DeAndre Hopkins ahead of him honest my biggest my biggest fear with like if we were to get a player with an attitude like obj i just don't think it's gonna mesh well because martin lewis has proven that he can't control guys with big personalities he can't control montez like you know enough to you know like look adam jones montez Murphy. we can go down the list of all the players that we've taken in over the years and whatnot obviously uh Pac-Man and Taz being, you know, the most recent, he's proven that he can, he, he can take guys in and make them manageable, but he can't keep them together, glue them together to make them, to make make it into a team that's going to be a playoff team, you know what I'm saying? Go, go to a Super Bowl. When it comes to a guy like OBJ, it's like, he's an amazing player, and he has all the talent in the world. If he would just shut the hell up and stop you know, I ain't gonna curse, but you know, stop b wording on the sideline and whatnot, and stop being a diva, not have that mentality of me, me, me. I think I'd want him over ninety nine point nine percent of the people in the league. But when you have an attitude like that, it's like, how is that gonna mesh with you know a guy like AJ Green, who AJ Green just shuts the hell up and he just wants to get, you know, he just wants to win. He's just quiet. I want to win. How is that gonna mesh well with? You know, with the coaching staff, okay, is our uh, offensive coordinator going to be able to control him? Is Marvin going to be able to control him? Is it going to bring the team down? What, what what direction is that going to pull the team? It's like 
and the one more part on this is like if we were to if we were to consider trading for OBJ, I think it'd be a big spit in the face to us as fans because you could have just gone and got Jarvis Landry, the best slot receiver in the league. He would have been a bigger step up from Mohamed Sanu. He would have been the biggest improvement, and you would have had to trade. You would have just traded less for him, which the Browns proved. Jarvis Landry, how much did Jarvis Landry sign with the Browns for? See, that's that, um, look. I'm trying to say, look. I, I I could be wrong. Someone correct me on my page if I'm wrong. But I believe Jarvis Landry signed somewhere in the ballpark of twelve to fourteen million. AJ Green makes that type of money right now, and Jarvis Landry has the same route tree as Tyler Boyd right now. I don't know what you oh, gain. No, 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 no. Look at the athleticism. Don't don't compare that boy to Tyler Boyd at all. Look at the athleticism. Look at the position he plays, and look at what he does to defenses. I, I I get you. I get it. I just don't think that Jarvis Landry is a is is a a, a bust out the off the screen type of guy. Like take it to the house guy. He's a go get me eight a third and seven guy. And I feel like I feel like I can groom Tyler Boyd into that. I, what are you gaining by doing that? Tyler Boyd has the the recipe to be a Landry if he has a good supporting cast. And OBJ is a difference maker. When we go to play the Steelers this this Monday night that they'll set them up for or Sunday night or whatever it is and we're going up against them and and Ben's got the ball last last drive on the field which it'll come down to just like that they're going to go and they're going to go all the way down the field and they're going to throw it in his hands and he's going to make it. The same could be said with a dynamic offense as OBJ. I don't know where everybody has this chip on their shoulder to think that we have better options. Than a guy. These guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Andy Dalton has a $115 million contract to manage these guys in the locker room and help and assist with these coaches. These guys like Marvin got $20 million in their budget just to uh, move the money around and pick out different personalities to work with these guys. I don't like everybody that I work with. You don't like everybody you work with, but you don't get paid millions of dollars to work with those people. I just don't see how that really affects everything. If they hate each other outside of the the field, I wouldn't care. I would. I think it would be healthy to be in a good relationship like that. But OBJ is guaranteed a thousand yards, ten touchdowns in my eyes. At the twenty first pick in the draft, there is no guarantee. I agree with that. I agree with that. But let's just look through the past. What? What wide receivers that were, you know, we can agree on that were toxic were able to lead their team to a Super Bowl? I know one is T.O. went to the Super Bowl with a broken leg and and got went for 180. But did he win? He should have. Donovan McNabb. Exactly. There's almost no toxic quarterback wide receiver relationships, you know, or wide receiver coaching relationships, whatever you want to say, that have been able to lead to a, a super to lead to a Super Bowl win. I care about rings. I care about the actual culture that's gonna get us there. I just don't think that OBJ is the guy to do that. I got you, man. I, I feel you on, on that. Um we gotta we gotta have the personalities right. I agree to disagree on a lot of different points, man. I just wanna get the best guys in here and we're gonna see how it goes this whole year, man. I'm looking forward to you, Big Germ, to helping us out throughout this whole voyage of getting this to that ring, that Lombardi trophy and 
if if anything else, just give me a playoff win. Is there anything you want to tell? Is there anything that you want to tell the people like for the season coming up? Anything that you think they need to be looking out for? And maybe I don't know. Where you, where you get your tattoos at? <laughs> <laughs> I got it from a lot of different people over time, but I think uh, the only thing we need to be focused on is shoring up our D line. It looks like Carlos Dunlap isn't going to be resigning, and like I think we could find possibly find a better option to replace him, you know, because obviously Dunlap isn't great in run defense and whatnot. But other than that, I'm pretty excited for what the draft is going to do, for what's to come in the draft. I, I think we're going to bring him for a couple surprises. I do too, man. I think they're going to trade up on some stuff and it's going to shock some people. But, man, that's all the time we got for us today, man. We're going to keep the debate going. Everybody chime in on my page. Um, tell me what you think about OBJ. Tell me what you think about um Landry. Tell me about what you think about germs tattoos. Tell me anything that you got on your mind and what do you think it's going to take for us to get over that hump. This is Zim Hude signing off, man. Let's get it. Why you, why you trying